In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. I'd like to welcome you all to our Perseverance Family Conversation. And as always, we like to start off our conversation by inviting Mary to be with us. Mary has many beautiful titles. Mary is the Mother of God. Mary is the Mother of the Church. And Mary is the Mother of each and every one of us. When we pray that beautiful prayer, the Hail Holy Queen, we also invoke Mary as our life, our sweetness, and our hope. So on this day dedicated to Mary, let us start off our conversation by praying the prayer that she loves most. That prayer is the Hail Mary. So together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now let's invite our spiritual director to be with us. What a great privilege it is to have as our spiritual director the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is known as the paraclete. He's known as the gift of gifts. Holy Spirit is also known as the sweet guest of the soul. Holy Spirit is also known as our Counselor. He's also known as our Consoler. Holy Spirit is also our Interior Master. St. Paul reminds us in these words in Romans chapter 8 that we really don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit intercedes with ineffable groans so that we can say, Abba. Abba, which means Daddy or Father. So let's beg the Holy Spirit to give us a lot of light in our intellect and the fire of divine love to burn within our hearts. As we pray. Come Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful. And enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created. 
and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Well, Lady, help of Christians, pray for us. St. Joseph, Pray for us. Saint Michael the Archangel, pray for us. Saint Gabriel, pray for us. Saint Raphael, pray for us. Saint Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. Saint Francis Xavier, Pray for us. Saint Maria Faustina Kowalska, pray for us. All God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. How true the saying of Father Patrick Prayton, the family that prays together stays together. And a world at prayer is a world at peace. So I'd like to offer my prayers uh, for all of you today. We've already prayed together. But I will be placing all of you in the greatest prayer, the greatest prayer in the world is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. I'd like to place all of you on the altar when he offered the holy sacrifice of the Mass today. No greater prayer in the world than the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And my intentions will be first... that all of us will try to be open to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit and perhaps we can say this prayer come Holy Spirit come come Holy Spirit come through the heart of Mary. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come through the heart of Mary. My next intention, I'd like to 
pray for our families. For families, for the conversion of our families, the conversion of the family members. As well as the sanctification of our family members. And of utmost importance to pray for the salvation of each and every member of our of our family. And then I'd like to pray my other intention would be I'd like to pray in a special way for the dying. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who is the way, the truth, and the life He says what would it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul. So let's pray in a special way for those who will be dying sometime today. Especially those who are not well prepared. That through our prayers they will open their hearts to God's infinite mercy. And that they will be saved. Those, my friends, will be our intentions today as we enter into our Perseverance Family Conversation. I'd like to do something special today. Our Lord in the Gospel today is preaching against the hypocrisy of the Pharisees and the scribes. They preach, but they do not put into practice. They're very different than Bartholomew, who was an Israelite without any guile. So by preaching and not putting into practice, you become a hypocrite. You say one thing with your lips, but you do the opposite with your life. You've got a double life, a double face. So I'd like to present to you someone who most authentically lived a life in in harmony with what she would have said. I'd like to go through this idea of going against hypocrisy of the Pharisees and the scribes, which we can all fall into hypocrisy, that we say something with our lips, but then we do something totally different with our lives. We have to be constantly on watch against uh, living a double life, caving into hypocrisy. By my means, I would like to talk about what's called the devotional cycle. This I read in a 
devotional book years ago, and it stuck with me. In the devotional book that I, that I was reading, the author said, we can, every day of the week, we can have a specific devotion before our mind's eye. And he said, well, the beginning of every week, the start of every week is Sunday. Sunday is the Lord's Day. And Sunday is a day, my friends, in which we celebrate the Paschal Mystery, the Passion, Death, and Resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Passion, Death, and Resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But most especially, every Sunday we celebrate the Lord's resurrection. Every Sunday should be like a mini Easter. Every Sunday is a day in which we rejoice in the Lord, who truly rose from the dead. And as St. Paul says, if Christ is not risen from the dead, our faith is in vain. Well, pray in a special way, as Carmen points out. We'll also pray for priests, for their health, and also vocations to the priesthood. So Sunday is a day in which we celebrate with great joy the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus is truly risen from the dead. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. By rising from the dead, Christ gives us new life and life in abundance. I've come that they have life and life in abundance. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. I am the resurrection and the life. Even though one dies, he will live. Then on Monday, the author of this book pointed out that we should pray in a special way for the for the souls in purgatory, for the for the souls in purgatory. My friends, over the past generation or two, there's been a a pious custom or habit that in funeral masses we're celebrating life. We're celebrating the resurrection, fine. But sad to say, when there's a funeral mass, often we hear these cliches or these pious platitudes. Well, John died. He's no longer suffering. And he's in a better place. 
He's in the happy hunting ground, if you were a hunter. Probably many of you have heard those pious platitudes being expressed. You've probably heard them. And those who express those pious platitudes, perhaps they have goodwill. But I would also call that a type of false compassion. A type of false compassion. And the Bible teaches only the perfect can enter into heaven. So by saying he's in a better place, he's no longer suffering. Those who express those statements are really saying, don't worry about praying for, for Uncle John. Because he's already in heaven. My friends, I believe that that's very dangerous. How would you like it if I were to do your funeral mass and say, ah, Martha, Stella, Sophie, Carmen, uh, they were living saints. Let's, we don't have to worry about praying for them. Let's pray for some, pray for the big fish. I don't think any of you would like that. My mother was getting up in years 92 when she was going through a rough time. She said that as soon as I die, you want I want you to pray off a Gregorian Mass for me. And by Gregorian Mass is meant to pray 30 Masses in a row for my soul. And I'd have to say that my mother has always lived a very good life. I'd say a very holy life. But she's aware of the utter holiness of God going before the total holiness of God, His face. Book of Apocalypse says nothing impure can enter into the kingdom of God. That's what it is, as Carmen has put, is 30 days in a row for a Gregorian Mass. So Mondays is a day in which we could be reminded of important, the importance of praying for the deceased. Often uh, to, to pray for the poor abandoned souls in purgatory. I'm giving you a, a devotional practice. Tuesdays are days in which we can call to mind, honor, and pray to the angels.
I honestly believe that we 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 don't we don't pray enough, my friends. We don't pray enough to the angels. Starting with our guardian angel. When my father was still living, one occasion he said that his favorite <coughs> religious picture when he died was the picture of the guardian angel. Maybe you've seen it. Which you have a child that is crossing over a bridge. Below the bridge are rushing currents of water. On that bridge you can see that there's one plank that's missing. But behind the, behind the little child is maybe four years old, there's a big angel with his wings hovering over and protecting that child. And my father said that that was his favorite religious picture painting. Maybe some of you have seen that. So on Tuesday, let's renew our, our love, our devotion, and our prayers to the holy angels. And there are three angels that are mentioned in sacred scripture. We call them archangels. They are Saint Michael the Archangel, Saint Gabriel, as well as Saint Raphael. Saint Michael the Archangel is the patron saint of soldiers, and we're all soldiers of Christ. We're soldiers in the army of Jesus and Mary. In our battle against the devil, the flesh, and the world, we want to invoke and marshal forth the powerful Saint Michael the Archangel. After our masses, we often pray the prayer to Saint Michael the Archangel. The Archangel Gabriel is the patron. His name means, Michael means, who is like unto God. Gabriel means power of God. And the Archangel Gabriel, he announced the good news of salvation to Zechariah, then even more so, to the Blessed Virgin Mary, that she would be the mother of God. And the Archangel Gabriel was proclaimed by St. Pope Paul VI. By St. Pope Paul VI.
Pope St. Paul VI. He is a patron saint, my friends, of communication. That's exactly what I'm doing now. In one of the primary works of the priest, you might call them the two P's, the priest, maybe the three P, three P's because you got the priest. Priest, prayer, preach, penance. Now they, they got four P's. The Archangel Gabriel is the patron saint, the patron saint of communication. Patron saint of communication. How important is communication? Even the gospel today we have Jesus preaching preaching and teaching and rebuking the Pharisees and scribes because they did preach. They did preach. They did preach the, the law of Moses and the Old Testament, but they did not put it into practice. So Jesus says in the gospel today, do what they say, but not what they do. We have to pray more and more, my friends, that we are authentic. That what we say with our lips, what we say with our lips, we are confirming by our lifestyle. The Second Vatican Council has four dogmatic constitutions. One is God in its best. Behind this was Carol Wojtyla or John Paul II. One of the numbers in God in its best speaks about atheism, dogmatic atheism, and practical atheism. Dogmatic atheism would be that of Karl Marx denying the existence of God. Marx, who quoted another author called religion the opium of the people. The opium of the people. Then there's what is called practical atheism. Practical atheism means that perhaps we profess that we believe God with our lips, but we contradict it with our lifestyle. Remember hearing a story of a child atheist who was talking with an adult. The child told the adult, I don't believe that Jesus is God. And the man said, why not? And the child said, well, this is how I've reasoned it out. If 
a plant, a flower, can produce another flower or plant. If a tree can produce another tree, if an insect can produce another insect, if an animal, like a dog, can produce another dog, I haven't seen Jesus producing other Jesuses in the world. Wow, what a story. Story of a child atheist. We are called to become replicas of Jesus and Mary by our lifestyles. As St. Paul says, St. Paul says, be imitators of Jesus as I am. That can be our challenge. That can be our challenge today. Not simply to preach the gospel, but to live it. In Argentina, there's a saying, Escribir con la mano y borrar con el codo. Escribir con la mano y borrar con el codo. They write with your hand, but then erase with your elbow. So we want to we want to be the real deal, Coca Cola, the real thing. We want to be authentic. We don't want to be double faced, as Jesus is preaching out against those hypocrites in the gospel today. And often people do say that they leave the church because they see a lot of hypocrisy in the church. They see Catholics that say they're Catholics, but they're living a a double lifestyle. So we're going through the devotional cycle that I read in this book on devotions, and what I'm trying to do is highlight a devotion we can have every day. And the author said, Tuesday would be a good day to honor the angels. Honor the angels. To honor the angels. And the third guardian angel, his name is Saint Raphael. Saint Raphael, his name means medicine of God or God heals. Might even call the Saint Raphael the angelic doctor. Saint Raphael is the angelic doctor. Saint Raphael has many different means by which he can help us. Saint Raphael. Saint Raphael is the patron of travelers. Let's ask the Saint Raphael to help us on our highway to heaven. Saint Raphael is also the patron saint of friends. 
perhaps when you're going through a state of desolation, when you're going through a state of desolation, turn to the Archangel Raphael. He will befriend you. He will walk with you. He will enlighten you. He will console you. He will strengthen you. He'll support you. You're not alone. St. Raphael also is the patron saint of courtships, Spanish noviazgo. Many of you have children that are not married yet. You might even ask St. Raphael if your children are called to the married life that St. Raphael will, will, will make that connection. Make that connection. Make that connection. St. Raphael is also the patron of the virtue of purity. Because Asmodeus, the devil of lust, ends up by killing these prospect husbands of Sarah. St. Raphael is also the patron of eyesight. Because Tobit lost his eyesight. Let's ask the Archangel Raphael to watch over our eyes. Our physical eyes, as well as the eyes of our soul, that we would utilize our eyes to contemplate the greatness of God, to see God's beauty in the sunrise and the sunset, To see God's presence in the smile of a child. To see God's beauty in the starry sky at night. To see God's presence in the rainbow. To see God's presence in the meadows decked with beautiful flowers. To see God's presence in the reading of the Word of God. To see God's presence in the real presence of the Most Holy Eucharist. To see God's presence in the circumstances of our lives. As St. Paul quoting the Greek poet says, In Him we live and move and have our being. The Archangel Raphael The Archangel Raphael It's also present He's also present As a patron of happy meetings. 
The patron of happy meetings. That's very important. The patron of happy meetings. How many times, my friends, in our lives are we subject to inevitable circumstances in which we're compelled to to go to places and meetings and encounters that we perhaps we dread. We dread even with a fear. Maybe we're forced to go to a family meeting where half the family members simply don't like us. Perhaps they don't like us because they know that we believe in Christ that we are Catholics, that we're not watering down our Catholic faith. We're not diluting our Catholic faith. We're not buckling or capitulating to modernism and liberalism. But we have to go to that meeting because perhaps it's the, maybe it's the, our our mother is celebrating a birthday and our siblings are there and half of our siblings are basically against us. Well, if that's the case, it's a difficult encounter because you people are really growing in your faith through our perseverance meetings. You're participating in groups. You're going to daily mass. You're making your holy hour. You're reading the letter of St. James. You're really trying to grow in your faith. And these other people, they're on a different wavelength. In Spanish, una mala onda. They're in a different wavelength. But you got to go. So why not? Why not invite to go with you? Why not invite to go with you or even as Barbara points or maybe going to your mother in law or your father in law or some relative that you don't really see eye to eye. It happens. Why not ask the Archangel Raphael to walk with you and to be with you and to be present in the meeting? You'll be surprised how the Archangel Raphael can really change the environment. How he can really change the environment. Changing the environment. And the Archangel Raphael is also the patron saint of prayer and praise of God. It's after the Archangel Raphael reveals himself to the family of Tobit and Tobias. They want to give him a gift. He says, don't give me a gift. Just praise and thank God. 
So then pointing out, my friends, today, going through the devotional cycle from that book that I read, which really impressed me, is every day during the week, there can be a specific devotion that can motivate you. So have devotion to your angels. Have devotion to your angels. The Archangel Raphael can help you out in so many ways. By the way, if you like, you can go to the Old Testament, the Bible, and read the book of Tobit. Read the book of Tobit. It's a heartwarming book. It's a beautiful book. A beautiful book. The book of Tobit. The book of Tobit. You know, it's interesting that uh, reading the lives of the saints, I have a picture of Padre Pio in my studio, and a statue of Padre Pio, a great, a great modern saint. Padre Pio, when he was a child, he was talking to someone but you couldn't see anyone in front of him. So someone afterward asked the young Padre Pio, what was he doing? And Padre Pio very spontaneously, with childlike innocence and transparency, said, I was talking to my guardian angel. And the person said, well, what do you mean? Did You're talking to your guardian angel. <clears throat> do you see your guardian angel? And Padre Pio said, of course I see my guardian angel. Don't you see your guardian angel? Padre Pio would often see the presence of his guardian angel. the presence of his guardian angel. And he thought that everyone, thought that everyone were able to see the presence of their guardian angel. Let me tell you a personal anecdote to kind of finish up this topic on the angels. When I was a child, maybe maybe about eight years old, living in the suburbs of the city of New York, in West Nyack, New York, I found myself one day, was driving my bike down uh, somewhat of a steep hill where there was a lot of traffic. And I was heading toward the center of the town where there was a an intersection of uh, two of the principal streets that uh, 
that 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 crossed each other. And that was a place where you perhaps you had most traffic. And I was driving. I was driving on the sidewalk. next to the street and I was going down the hill I was picking up speed but about 150 yards from the intersection I started to pump my brakes and I was pumping the brakes and pumping them and pumping them and pumping the brakes but the more they pumped them the less they functioned And I was moving at a very fast pace. So I was getting closer and closer to the intersection. And right when I was about to launch into the midst of this ongoing traffic, which perhaps would have been fatal, my bike stopped right on the corner even though the brakes didn't work the bike stopped and my life was saved now I cannot prove this I cannot prove this scientifically however I honestly believe that that was my guardian angel I believe that that was my guardian angel that was able to on a dime stop my bike from rushing into ongoing traffic which would have been a fatal accident for me thanks be to God now close to 60 years have passed and I'm still living thanks be to God and thanks be to God for the presence of the angels it's a powerful story And I think all of you, like Martha, maybe Sophie, Carmen, have had experience somewhat like that. I'll, I'll, I'll build upon this uh, a little bit more, because it's a very important topic. We forget the presence of our angels. Okay, we pray for, we pray to our angels when we're little children, and then we forget them. We put them on the back burner, as if they're just for children. Not so. Well, I'll give you an example I think that all of you, all of you have experienced. All of you have experienced this. You're driving on the freeway. You're driving on the freeway. And you're moving at a fast pace. 
as well as the other cars and vehicles and trucks, big vans. And all of a sudden, a car pulls out in front of you and there's a truck next to you. And it looks as if you're going to get into an accident, an accident that probably would have been fatal. And all of a sudden something happens that moves the car, the truck, a fraction, slows down a little bit, and there's no accident. It looked as if that accident would have been fatal and perhaps it would have ended your life. Now once again, once again, I would have to say that I, we cannot prove these experiences scientifically. We can't prove it. But I think each and every one of you present with us this morning can verify the fact that you've had that experience You have this experience that you really can't explain, but you you know that that was God sending you his heavenly helper, the angel, to prevent you from from being killed in that car accident. And I think all of, all of you, all of you are. Many of you are, are, are posting some response to this. I think we've all had that experience. I think that that has been a common denominator in my life. I've been driving many years, never got in a really real accident. And I don't consider myself to be the best driver. I would call myself Father Weaver. I mean, I, I'm not the best driver. I've I think I've got good reflexes because I'm an athlete, but I believe that God himself. Maria Christina says, "Yes, Father, I was saved by my angel yesterday." Yes, all of you can all of you can verify that. All of you can verify that. Wouldn't be a bad idea even to maybe even write a book on that. How We've been saved by the invisible but powerful. We've been saved by the, the invisible but the very powerful presence of the angels. The very powerful but very real presence of the angels. We can't prove it dogmatically, but all of you, all of you understand that. 
So when you're when you're traveling, you're traveling in your car, or maybe even taking a walk. Invite. Invite the angels to be with you. Invite the angels to accompany you. And perhaps you can get in the habit of praying more often. Prayers to the angels. The purpose of the angels are guardian angel to protect us and to help us to get to heaven but also the highest the highest choir of angels are there praising God in heaven even in the holy sacrifice of the mass that wonderful movie the Il Gran Milagro some of you have seen Il Gran Milagro have you seen Il Gran Milagro the greatest miracle? That movie actually <clears throat> is surrounded by angels. Three people in crisis are brought into the church accompanied by their guardian angel. And their guardian angel sits next to them. And the guardian angel explains every part of the Mass for them. So we say in the Mass... United with the angels, let us praise God. Holy, holy, holy Lord. God of power and might. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. St. John Chrysostom says, Every Catholic church the tabernacle is surrounded by a multitude of angels. So my friends, we've had a wonderful conversation today. The Gospel of Jesus says that we should not be hypocrites. We should not, we should not be hypocrites like the Pharisees. And the scribes. We should try to be the real deal. So let's beg the angels. And let's beg Mary. Who is the queen of the angels and the saints. We celebrated Mary's queenship this week. Let's ask Mary that we would be more aware of the the heavenly inspiration and influence of the angels 
in our lives. And I'd like to bless all of you. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you through the intercession of St. Michael the Archangel, St. Gabriel, St. Raphael, and all the angels and saints, and Mary the Queen of the angels and saints. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.